Hello everybody, it's Fight Club Hobbs. Welcome to another episode of GVN Live. With me is Jamelian, Gamer Keith, and Mark B. Writing. Welcome back, Keith. How you been? Um, I've been alright. Uh, things are just a little tough at the second, and, uh, you know, that, that real life that we, uh, that we actually have. But, uh, other than that, things are, uh, things are good. Things are really good. Okay. So, <clears throat> we're going to be keeping today's episode rather short, uh, about an hour. Today's topic of conversation is actually going to be about, uh, well, it's going to transition from talking about Castlevania, which is a anime that was based on a video game from like 25 years ago, and we're going to be talking about TV and cartoon adaptations of video games. We've well, excuse in... me, princess. Exactly. Uh, now, in the past, we have talked about numerous times movie oh, adaptations... God. Can we please talk about that one? That one's so, so horrible. Yes, we will get to that. So, okay. Uh, <clears throat> but, um, yeah, in the past we've talked about movie adaptations. In fact, I think the most constant thing we've talked about is Tomb Raider, Mortal Kombat, and Silent Hill were the only good adaptations. Everything else sucked donkey balls, right? I guess. Yeah, okay. For the most part, you know, I had or miss. Okay. <laughs> so, um, starting off, we're going to be talking about... Uh, the Castlevania 4 episode OVA that uh, debuted on Netflix a couple weeks ago. Um, the, uh, me and Keith have seen the whole thing. Mark finally yep. got around to seeing the first episode. Emily um, had stuff get in the way. I know. I'm I'm totally slacking. But And then I finally found the time. And then suddenly I found myself going to Battlegrounds last night instead of watching it. So I'm sorry. Listen, <laughs> I didn't see that pay-per-view. But I read about that pay-per-view. Oh, my God. It was not as bad. Only, as in my opinion, only three good matches were on the card. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here. Okay. I'm not going to sit here and say that it was the best pay-per-view. But it definitely, by all means, was not the worst. The way people are making it out to be. I don't know if that's just because I had surprisingly really good seats. Better than I thought they were going to be. But it was not, like... Sure, there were moments where I, like, zoned off, but it wasn't... <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying it was a few moments. It wasn't... All in all, I would have to say I thought it was a good show. It wasn't a great show. It wasn't a fantastic show, but it also was not the worst WWE show I've ever seen. There were, like I said, like, there were people that told me, oh, I loved... John Cena and Rusev. I was not a huge fan I, of that I particular that match. match. That was that was me. I was not a particular fan of it. However, I and then there were certain parts that annoyed well, me about the gender uh, and Randy move on. Orton. I'm sure we can give you a show yeah. dedicated to wrestling. I mean, <laughs> you could totally give me a show dedicated to wrestling, and I will talk for the full hour and a half all about stuff going on in the wrestling world. So, Alrighty, but. but <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the best, but I didn't think it was the worst. Right. Speaking speaking of wrestling, since we're not doing the whole uh, let's talk about what we've been playing, 
Can I just take two minutes to say? Yes. Go buy Fire Pro, Fire Pro Wrestling for on you know Steam what? for the PC. I bought it. I've had I've had five people recently message me about that game, telling me I should get it. You you really should. You, you need really to get should. it. Really should. Okay. Right. They they said it like the mechanics of it are not going to be for everyone. I love the Fire Pro series, but different people have different things that they love mechanically. As far as wrestling goes, some people are not like you know armored. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Fire Pro is not their favorite franchise, and that's fine. But <clears throat> the way that this is structured is such that they have a Steam Workshop set up where you can download literally any wrestler who has ever existed <laughs> at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, I have, like, four decades of fucking men's and women's wrestlers in a federation in that game that just, you know, I can just set up automated matches against them. I can play the actual game against them, whatever. It's, for the amount of money that it costs, it is it is a steal. It is a, so, it's a brilliant game. It's, does this include WWE wrestlers as well? Like, were they involved in it? Uh, oh, no, they were no. in no way involved. But no. all of the maneuvers that you would expect and more exist in this game. And enough assets to create them exist in this game. So okay. people have already uploaded John Cena, Rusev, um, the British Bulldogs, Vader, Sting, both different versions of him. Um, you know, Kevin Nash, both different versions of Hulk Hogan, blah, 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 blah. It's, it's they have enough assets that they were able to make those characters. They were able to program the AI and they were able to give them all of the moves that they would do and have them exist in that game. It's amazing. I'll definitely check it out. Okay, so moving on. And again, just get Fire Pro Wrestling if you haven't done it yet. Um, let's talk a little bit about Castlevania. Castlevania the anime is a four-part miniseries. I think that was not meant to go past four episodes, but they've announced the second season, so obviously it did something right. Um, it's based... Well, what makes you think that it would only be four episodes? I mean, they kind of... Lo- I mean, I don't want to well, give any spoilers, but... but don't then you have spoil to realize, anything. You have to also remember... Because I want to watch it. You also have to remember that there are also... Um, you know, basic anime thing, especially if it's gaming-related, usually they'll have an ending that's very open-ended and stuff like that. A lot of... Like, a lot of animes did that. Like, I mean, the first... Um, uh, what was that vampire anime? Vampire Hunter D kind of had an open-ish ending. At the very end, not not the the crappy one, the good one. Um, but in regards to the anime, I thought it did a lot of things really well. Uh, the introduction of a couple of key characters were really well done, and it's unfortunate that Emily hasn't seen a damn episode yet because it'll make it hard to go spoiler well, free. I mean, I heard I heard it was good. Okay. Would you care I if mean, we spoiled at least the first episode? Because that at least give us a narrative to go by. <sighs> Basically, okay. if you play okay. Castlevania three, and then okay. just take it from there. Okay. okay. Um. Go well, ahead. Well, we'll start with the. I will just uh, just you know, wave to me when it's done, and I'll just you're gonna you know, mute us, aren't you? I'm just gonna turn the chat down. Okay. So poor Emily is gonna have to sit out for a little bit. Uh, Mark, why don't you give us a quick narrative of the uh, first I'm episode? Not, I'm not even saw. kidding. I don't want to be spoiled. So wait. I don't. I don't see any. Like, I feel like we can talk in, in vaguely me. appropriate terms. It's if you've played Symphony of the Night and Castlevania Three, <clears throat> you are well aware conceptually of the conversations surrounding why Dracula is an awful piece of shit. Humanity murdered his wife, and he wants to kill us all because of it. Well. 
Uh, this episode goes into that. It actually characterizes Dracula in a way that makes him kind of sympathetic for the first time in probably all of the Castlevania franchise, gives him an actual narrative purpose for doing what he does, and gives him the best qualities that you would expect from a bad guy. A reason to believe that why he's doing what he's doing is theoretically the right thing to do, but also a proper understanding that what he is doing is morally and ethically the absolute worst possible decision. I mean, that's pretty much the majority of the first episode. It's bad things happen, and then Dracula loses his fucking mind. <laughs> and it's... Like, that's that's all you really need to know. Like, there's we don't need to spoil any of the particular events that associate with it. It's... Rocks fall, Dracula loses his fucking mind. And it's good, honestly. I feel like the characterization of Dracula as a spirit of vengeance rather than just this dude who wants to take over the world is a really good one. I feel like the Dracula character in general actually makes for a compelling antagonist because you understand why he feels the way that he does, but you still don't necessarily want to see him win, even if the people he is indirectly opposed to are just the drizzling shits. Mm-hmm. And they they essentially do what they need to do to set up the rest of the framework. The The only thing I think that's kind of odd about it is that we're using Castlevania 3 as our stepping on point, which is interesting, but it's just very odd that like, oh, alright. I don't mean to interrupt, but you guys should totally know that as you're discussing this, I am watching the first episode <laughs> Of Castlevania, because my TV is literally right in front of me. And I had it turned down, and I had my mic off, and Mike's like, you should totally just put the ep- Castlevania on right now. And it's I'm like, like only 18 minutes long, I believe, the first episode. Yeah, it's not very, it's not very long In fact, long you might even be done talking, up. by the time we're done, you should have the episode wrapped up, so go right ahead. Hmm. Yeah, and then I could just give my opinion. Alright, ladies I and gentlemen, we are now going to watch Emily... You're now going to reacting watch me to the episode of Castlevania. Castle, the first episode. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, Mark. Continue your Emily reacts to the first no, episode. No, that's that's totally fine. That's totally fine. <laughs> it's as I said. It's, it's I feel like it's a really good piece of work. I feel like the characterization is good. The only thing that's weird to me specifically is that we're using Castlevania three as that stepping on point, just because you know Castlevania three is probably older than a lot of the people who are going to be watching this. Mm-hmm. And that's fine from a, you know, I'm coming into this blind, what do I need to know kind of perspective. And it's fine from a, you know, a lot of people are going to come in knowing nothing about it perspective. It's just interesting to me that we are going back to a game that is, fuck, like almost 30 years old at this point, And oh, that's yeah. where yep. we're starting? Huh. Well, uh, like from... it's it's not what I would have thought of necessarily. <laughs> well, if there if there's anything to go about it, I would say, with exception of let's say the D, the handheld Castlevania games from the Game Boy Advance and onwards, and even possibly to some degree, uh, uh, the Symphony of the Knights, I would say Castlevania Three has actually a cast of characters that you know travel along with uh, Trevor Belmont to the point where you can actually make a cohesive. Uh, 
story built around let's say three or four people in a party which is usually a norm for most which is pretty decent for most storytelling means because you can definitely expand on the story expand on the world and whatnot from that point on um whereas you know you have characters in let's say symphony of the nights like maria who just come and go as they please you have people like alucard and the uh uh, the Game Boy Advance games and the DS games, who just comes and goes as he pleases. Not really any consistent, like, party members or people who just, you know, tag along uh, to uh, make the, make uh, any kind of direct connection with the player or, or well, the main any... character, so. Well, I mean, if anything, like you said, with the Symphony of the Night, the, Alucard was pretty much the main character to it, and also mm -hmm. with the uh, the Castlevania series at the beginning of the uh, DS games, Alucard was the actual main character for it. So, again, like you said, they were kind of taking from Castlevania 3 on a lot of different things for it. Or it's following the Castlevania 3 storyline very closely, from what I can see. Yeah. So yeah, ignore <laughs> Dreamy Warrior. I was Warrior. about to say apparently uh, that has something to do with that. my Thursday show. So hey, welcome aboard, Dreamy Warrior. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Oh, another thing I want to say is the fact that I think it's an interesting choice to actually start the story off with uh, with at least a Belmont, as opposed to like all the later games in the franchise. Where aside from the reboots, there there's really no real connection to like the Belmont clan other than oh he's a descendant of a descendant of a descendant or oh we're going to play as a, a as Alucard or some girl who has magic rings that combats evil and whatnot but uh, outside of that what do you think uh, what else do you think about the aesthetics of just the anime itself like it's production value and how you think it might turn out Mark we'll start with Mark I sorry. mean from from an aesthetic perspective it looks really good I think it's really high quality I'm honestly kind of surprised that they were able to dig up an animation studio on short notice to make those four episodes for them. But by the same token, I'm totally not surprised that they could only get four episodes done, considering all of the craziness surrounding anime production in Japan right now. Um, on the whole, it looks good. I like the aesthetic. I feel like the animation house they picked was top-notch for producing the kind of aesthetic effect that they wanted. And it feels very reminiscent of the more recent Darkstalkers anime, which I, I feel is is decidedly a compliment. Like, it looks very dark, very gritty, very old world, and it really evokes the exact sort of theme and concept that you would want from that sort of thing. I I think it's, it's top shelf, and from an aesthetic perspective, um, I couldn't ask for anything more. Mm. And from, how much a, you... from a aural perspective, uh, voice acting's all generally fine. The one thing that's frustrating is that I am told, uh, and from what I have seen so far, this is, confirms it, uh, that they don't really use any of the known Castlevania music instead going for the more obvious orchestral score. And while I get it from a presentation perspective, I feel like something is lost by not, like, you know, getting Vampire Killer in there somewhere. Okay. How about you, Keith? How do you feel about it, production-wise? Production-wise, again, I'm very inclined to agree with Mark that it's very, very good style of it. It kind of feels like a reminiscent of like um, when they were making the PSP games, so to say, like that animation style for it. But it comes together very, very well for it. Voice acting, again, I 
don't have a problem with it. I really kind of like the development of the character of uh, Trevor Belmont very well, so I kind of like how things are going with him. Uh, again, I think that it's uh, going in the right direction. And when you were saying, oh, like, I didn't think that it was going to go past four episodes, it's like, well, they kind of left it very open-ended to where I would think that definitely I could see it more coming from it. I think overall, I'm pleased with it, and especially since Konami probably has not touched this piece anything from it that's the reason why it's good yeah now for me i thought the voice acting was pretty decent for the most part um nothing really bothered me or irked me i mean as i would have to say though when uh when netflix announced the series and they said that it would be a hard r oh it was it was totally like a hard r and then some oh it's bloody i haven't seen an anime this I mean, I don't really go out of my way to watch violent animes, especially the 90s animes where that was pretty much just the purpose of watching an anime was just see how well the animators can draw blood and guts and disembowelments and all that other fun stuff and, you know, pay little attention to the story. Um, I was just really happy with the fact that they actually continued that, that with, the se- with the four episodes, they were very consistent with good storytelling, good animation, not a whole lot of, I mean... The first episode, yeah, there was definitely quite a bit of it. You'll definitely see a bit of it in the second episode as well, Mark. Uh, the blood and guts and all that stuff. But it, it's it's very tame um, from what I was overly expecting. But it was still quite shocking what, what they showed off. Uh, how would you describe it, Mark? I mean, have you watched a whole lot of... I've seen worse in Blood Sea. I've seen worse in Blood Sea. I've seen worse in Fist of the North Star. I was about to say um, Fist of the North Star, definitely. Yeah. I've seen worse in Ninja Scroll. I've, I've seen worse in lots of places. Like... Um, the, 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 the introductory sequence where, like, not like the very, very beginning, obviously, but the, the part where Dracula's minions come, uh, to collect is suitably violent for what you would expect. Um, but I mean, like, that's, that's kind of it, and I feel like they, they mostly shot their metaphorical load on that particular sequence, and even then, like, it's violent, but it's not gratuitous, which is kind of what I would want from Castlevania. Like, listen, I don't want Castlevania to be Blood Sea. I don't want rabbits with razor fingers skewering people like they're shish kebabs and then eating them one by one or putting them into a bag, bag turning their hand into a blender and pureeing them. Mm. That's not what I came to Castlevania for. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the violence is sufficient enough to convey the gravity of the situation, but executed in a way that it is appropriately tasteful. Hmm. How about you, Keith? Again, pretty much is that I've seen with this particular series that it's going in a good direction for it. It's pretty violent for it, but again, like you said, you're literally Dracula unleashing the minions of hell on on everything. So... I would expect this amount of violence on it. I was a little, like you said, shocked on how violent it actually was. I was like, okay, this actually could be really, really good. Um, but overall, uh, just enjoy it for what it is. And pretty much Mark's been hitting everything that I would really bring on to the head. So I've got to let Mark talk for me at this okay. moment. So, well, I think it's actually time we transition on. I mean, as a whole, what would you say? So far, so good. Good at video game to TV anime adaptation from uh, both of you? Uh- Oh, definitely. You say a thing, Mark? Um, the simplest compliment I can give is uh, my artist friend, Mr. J. Rose, is is the biggest Castlevania nerd I know. If he didn't like it, like I I would have understood. He thought it was it was a well done piece of work, and I can't think of a higher compliment than somebody who loves Castlevania that much saying, "Yeah, this is pretty good." 
All right. So now with that, we're going to move on to our next topic of conversation, and that is adaptations of video games in both TV and anime, and or and anime and cartoons. Now the thing about this uh, thing is that we have video game adaptations starting back as far as the early '80s, with something like uh, what was it, uh, Saturday Starcade with you know. Donkey God, Kong. fucking Dragon's Lair and fucking Pac-Mania or whatever the fuck it was called. <laughs> <laughs> and Donkey Kong, the earliest video games that we can think of, making it into a half-hour cartoon slot Saturday mornings in the early 80s, then followed up by, I think... Super Mario Super Show? Yeah, well, you know what? I'm trying to think if there was something else that was a car- that was a game. Oh, yeah, Pitfall Harry and stuff like that also make it in, into games. But now, yeah, then I think there was, like, a whole gap of, like, non-video games uh, being made into uh, cartoons or TV shows or movies. Um, I mean, we had ideas of stuff like Tron and stuff like that based on, like, the ideas of video games. But it wasn't until, yes. The dragons. Yeah, it wasn't until, let's say, yeah, Super Mario Brothers Super Show uh, came out with Lou Albino uh, playing the star. Albano. Albano, I know, I slurred. Um, I was going to say Lou Albino. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, starring as uh, Louis as as Mario, with a weird hybrid live action comedy segments mixed in with a, 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 a twenty minute cart animated episode, and then every Friday it was an animated episode of The Legend of Zelda. Now, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show ran for sixty two episodes. Uh, Legend of Zelda only had thirteen. Yep. Um, I guess you could say Mario Brothers Super Show was kind of a success because from that point on, so many other things happened. Uh, there was Nintendo Power that came out, and that took the Power Team concept, which was a bunch of Acclaim games that suddenly became a superhero fighting force. Uh, like Bigfoot, uh, the guy from Iron Sword, <laughs> a, a basketball player. And like it was, and, and Quark or uh, yeah, Quark, 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 uh, the tomato guy thing. And then follow that up, you got you know Super Mario Brothers three. You had Super Mario Land. You had Captain N, the Game Master, which took a bunch of random Nintendo franchises. Simon Belmont from Castlevania two, Mega Man, Kid Icarus, the fucking Game Boy. Mm. <laughs> um. We had all kinds of random... Yeah, Quark is from DS9. But uh, there was... I think Quark... This Quark was spelled with a QWA or something like that. It was it was weird. Um, we didn't get any, like, real live-action cartoon... Sh- or live-action shows since the Super Mario Super Show. In fact, if we spring ahead just a little bit, after the success of Mortal Kombat the movie, which spawned not only a, an animated cartoon show on the USA Network along with a bunch of other video game franchises like uh, Street Fighter and, oh, God, Wing Commander Academy. There was actually a live-action Mortal Kombat TV series that most people do not know about. In fact, the the live-action show had very little, if anything, to do with the franchise in general because it had characters that are... It didn't have any of the characters from the franchise in in the show, from what I recall. It made no sense, and I think it lasted barely a season. Uh, Mark, maybe you can confirm that for me if you uh, look it up real quick. And uh, overall, yeah, there are not there are not a lot of 
there are not a lot of live-action Mortal Kombat's, surprisingly enough. Um, <clears throat> they've been trying with that for a couple of years now, actually. Yeah. The one that you're thinking of is Mortal Kombat Conquest. Which yeah, Conquest. Which was on which... 1998. Yeah, and that was actually on, I believe that debuted on UPN and a late-night slot, uh, which was kind of weird. And I think it was the in la- syndication in general. Yeah, and then it was uh, then the next live action Mortal Kombat was that mini web series that came out on YouTube that was extremely violent. Legacy, that was, yes. Yeah, back when it came out when Mortal Kombat Nine first came out. Now so that was um they had actually done a pilot for that in an attempt to make it into a movie, which made the rounds on the internet like a year or two before that mm-hmm. came out. The original pilot was attempted to was designed in a way that was attempting to present Mortal Kombat as sort of a quasi-reboot deal, where it was like a real-world type thing. So they had this whole thing where, like, Baraka was like a, a just a guy, basically, who oh, yeah. surgically implanted blades into his arms, and Scorpion was just like this like messed up dude with messed up eyes, but also like a serial killer or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was kind of sort of positioned in a way such that it was meant to like be like a realistic take on it. Mm-hmm. And then the people who were in charge of it actually got permission to make a proper show, and then they just went and did Mortal Kombat with the same actors and actresses, including freaking Michael Jai White as Jack Spriggs, which would have been like a major coup like 10 years prior, but now is just kind of like, oh... That's what you're doing now. Okay. <laughs> now and um, oh, Sonya Blade was Jerry Ryan, which again, ten years. It, it's basically, it's basically they said, hey, let's take this game from the '90s and put everybody who was relevant in the '90s into this into the show. <laughs> now, if we look back at other adaptations, probably the most successful successful one besides Nintendo franchises would be the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoons, in which that there have been four of them. We've had the uh, Saturday Sonic AM uh, cartoon series, which continued on in the uh, now-defunct Archie franchise uh, of comics. You had the uh, Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog uh, comedy show. And then you had a, out of nowhere, not a whole lot of people still know about this, but apparently went on long enough that it had two seasons full of uh, with a total of 60 episodes, which is Sonic Underground. Yeah, Which, dude, Sonic Underground was the shit, yo. I mean, it was an interesting concept. It was definitely original. They took the idea of Sonic the Hedgehog and they did something very different and unique with it, which I have to applaud them with. I didn't watch a lot of episodes. I think I maybe saw one, and I just thought it was weird. But I still applaud them for their ingenuity. And then, of course, you had the Sonic X anime series, which I believe went on for about two seasons as well, about 50 episodes or so, which is pretty standard for... Some anime over there lasting at least one or two seasons. Now, you also had Nintendo who, again, tried their hand with a little bit more control uh, over their franchises. We had a, a, a really, 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 really shitty Donkey Kong cartoon. Yeah, when they uh, released uh, Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. And this was late 90s. They had a Kirby anime, which I don't know what the Republic reception to that was. Um, it wasn't that bad. I mean, the one that was on Fox, <laughs> you're talking about, right? I believe so. Uh, outside of that, I don't think there was any other anime or cartoon series from Nintendo or Nintendo property since. Uh, 
I heard rumors that they were going to try and do another Mario series, but I think that fell through. Um, other franchises that some people probably don't know about, uh, believe it or not, Digimon is actually based on a type of Tamagotchi type of thing from the 90s. Um, you had, uh, uh, what's that, uh, that, uh, Tepco, uh, uh, Tep, uh, Tepmo game, um, Monster, Monster, Rancher. Monster Rancher, yes. Yes. Uh, you had a whole bunch of stuff that, uh, that mostly was coming from Japan in the form of anime. Uh, you had, of course, you know, movies like the Fatal Fury franchise trilogy. You had Street Fighter 2 V series. Uh, um, which, to be honest, is a little bit better than the Street Fighter 2 USA cartoon <laughs> series in every conceivable way, even though I think 2V was garbage. Um, it, 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 in the end, it just seems like cartoons in general are just all over the place. And No, I did, I did mention Captain N earlier in the show. Yes. Uh, what else can I... Uh, you know what? It, it just seems like since lately, I have not really been paying attention to a whole lot of Anything, I mean, I'll hear maybe, oh, they're going to make a video game cartoon franchise just to pretty much uh, tie in with the game. Like, anything new or relevant that comes out recently. Like, didn't they have a Klonoa anime series? I do not remember. I think they might have. Uh, anybody want to confirm for me? They might have had it in Japan. I do not recall it being a America thing as yeah. such. Oh, oh um, yeah, you know what? The biggest thing I, I actually completely forgot, the fucking Mega Man cartoon Ah, uh, yes. Uh, Super Fighting Robot. <laughs> so... I thought you were talking about the one that they used for the uh, the intro to Japanese culture for uh, the longest of times. Yeah. Actually, there's a very interesting bit of trivia. There was actually two forms... When Capcom was approached for doing a cartoon show, two forms of the cartoon was presented to them in two pilots. One was anime, one was definitely geared more towards, like, an American Western audience, and guess which one got picked out? The one that was geared toward the Western audience. Yeah, absolutely. Because apparently, the one—if you've there's actually an, uh, a three-episode OVA based on Mega Man Five, where Mega Man comes into the real world with Doctor Wily and all the robots. You can find that on YouTube very easily. That's kind of what the vein of what the original pitch for Mega Man was supposed to be. And now there is mention of another Mega Man series that is coming, along with a Mega Man movie. Now that I'm hearing. So, it's all kinds of weirdness that's going on. So, let's, let's start with you, Keith, about... Well, okay, here's the first consensus. Majority of these video game adaptations suck balls. Why do you yes. think that is? It's because the thing is, as a, as a nerd, and as a collective nerd, is that we put a lot of thought and time into the actual stories for them, and actually enjoyed the games and everything along those lines. So you have this plethora of information, so to say, right in front of you, like all these great, great stories that you can just pick one from and actually make a cartoon series out of it and kind of expand onto it. However, you know that isn't going to make very, very good television, because you got to throw silly shit into it so you can kind of grab things off guard, or it wouldn't be very, very long, or anything to that extent or nature for it. I think that they were just trying to popularize more so on the namesake for it, so when you had things like the Mega Man series, or if you had things like uh, 
uh, what the hell is that other one that I was just thinking about? God damn it. Um, or even things like Captain N or even the Legend of Zelda. I mean, the Legend of Zelda one, like, what the hell was going on with that? I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, it's cheesily awesome. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy it now for face value that it's a freaking monstrous piece of crap, but I still really freaking found it hilarious nonetheless. Okay. Now, here's another question, and I'll give this one to you, Keith, and then Mark can take over um, with the previous question as well. Um, with stuff, let's say, like Darkstalkers and Street Fighter V and Wing Commander, um, and even Super... Uh, those, are sh those are franchises that have very rich lore, history, a lot of story elements to it. Why is it that those cartoon series went wrong at, with all that information... Compared to, let's say, Super Mario Bros. Super Show, which all it had was, okay, Mario goes from left to right and jumps over Bowser. Well, pretty much and with the things like Street Fighter. I mean, I'm not sure which Street Fighter in particular you're talking Was well, there only the one Street Fighter anime that they, like, kind there of There were, like, mainstream? five different Street Fighter cartoons in various capacities or another. There yeah, was a Street Fighter animated movie that featured Chun-Li's tits. There was Street Fighter V, which was some kind of weird reinterpretation of the events of Street Fighter One somehow. There was the American Street Fighter cartoon. There's, there's been a lot of Street Fighter cartoons. Well, pretty much is the one that I'm thinking of is like. Um, Are you talking about the USA kinda... one where Guile is the main character? No, because that one, one where, the one where it's actually Ken and actual Ryu for it, but they kind of focused on even though i really enjoyed it and especially in retrospect i really that would enjoyed be street it. fighter 2v then because those are the main characters in that anime series and they go through like a journey of learning how to fight and stuff like that and compete with other people they get their ass kicked by guile in like the first episode and stuff yep. like that that's probably what you're thinking of right yeah that's exactly the one i was actually thinking of um pretty much is i think that it just didn't really I, I don't know. I kind of like that one, to be honest with you. I think it just didn't do the... Like, one thing that was my nagging feeling, and I was actually talking to... Um, this was a while ago, mind you. I was talking to our mutual friend Reggie about this. Uh, that, like, the first few episodes was nothing about but, like, Ken Masters being a spoiled bastard. Like, it was like, oh, let's just go here. Oh, here's money. Throw it and throw it away, sort of I thing. I came in right when I heard Ken Masters being a bastard. That is the very it, first thing I heard when I turned the volume back. Well, if you up. think about it, in the in, in that show is that literally it was just about him being rich. The question I asked the question I asked both of the guys, and we're gonna get Mark's answer next, is why did the majority of these uh, adaptations suck with all like the recent like the ones like Street Fighter Two and Mortal Kombat and Wing Commander? They have all this lore in the franchise, story in the franchise, all these char developed characters. How do the cartoon shows or TV shows miss the mark? Whereas something like, especially compared to like Super Mario Brothers Super Show, where they just had nothing really going on story-wise, but they made something out of it. Well, how about we do this? We All let right. Keith finish his thought. Yeah. We, then we go to Emily for her impressions of Castlevania now that it's, it's fresh in her mind. And then we come back to me, and I'll give my thoughts, because I guarantee you I'm going to talk the longest out of everyone. Absolutely. <laughs> about, about what? The question that he just recapped. Because oh. Mark, why did, why I know. Did so many, why did so many of these adaptations suck? Basically. Oh yeah, yeah. Mark, Mark will probably go on forever. And and as far as Mario is that Mario really didn't have a lore. Mario really didn't have a set story to it. Like literally, all you knew was that there was this guy. He went into he went into different sewers and he went down war pipes and he's in the Mushroom Kingdom. Bam, there you are. So I think that they were kind of. Um, 
again, just trying to make money off of it, I think, what that really was. But <laughs> I think they were more trying to cash in on just the cheesiness of it as well. I mean, for God's sakes, they had Moon Zappa on an episode. So there you go. Okay, so thank you for your thoughts, Keith, on that. We'll come back to Mark in just a minute. Emily, fresh off your mind, tell us Rob. episode one of Castlevania. All right, well, I heard the show was gory. So at first, when she was, they were burning her at the stake, I was half expecting to see skin peeling from her face, and I didn't. So as someone who is a horror fan, I was disappointed in that. But I realize that's not the way... <laughs> What you guys are looking for from me. Um, first impression. Well, we did talk about the gore, so you can definitely splooge on that, too, if you like. I will get to it. I'll get to it. I will get to it. Mm-hmm. But We felt it was tasteful. <laughs> it was. It looked so delicious. Not that kind of tasteful. I was being sarcastic. <laughs> I mean, listen, I was definitely... Listen, hey, I don't know what your green. diet is like, and I don't want to make any judgments. I mean, my diet is these. You can't see them, but it's literally nachos with... It's literally tortilla chips, cheese, sour cream, and pieces of chicken that I created from random things at Giant for my dinner tonight. So that's... I ain't mad at that. What? I ain't mad at that. That sounds delicious. I know, right? Like I said, I was being sarcastic about it being delicious. I only state that because not that long ago I was watching intestines and shit fall (laughs) on the the ground. So um, the blood splattering everywhere and all that fun jazz um first impressions well i liked where the first episode went so i'm certainly interested in watching the second i it kind of makes me want to go back and play some of the castlevania games just because it's been a while since i've played um I guess this goes hand in hand with (coughs) what we're discussing in regards to video games being adapted into like shows and movies and stuff like that. But so far, can you hear him in the other room? No, I don't hear anybody. You don't hear him? Nope. Nope. Okay, I just, okay, he's on the phone and yeah. Okay. No, it's fine, it's fine. Okay. Um... The reason I want to go back and play some of the video games is because I want to kind of compare it, I guess, to the show. Because that's what I like doing. But from so far, what I've watched, it seems to remind me a lot of the video game. Enough that I want to play it. And I guess that kind of goes along with that I want to play it again. I guess that kind of goes along with the whole topic of, like doing adaptations and movies and TV shows right. I'm not sure that I can give a full-fledged opinion without watching the whole thing. Because I'm still kind of sitting here, like, thinking about it, and I'm trying to, like, compare it to the game. And I haven't played in a while, and I have the game, so, like, I'm, like, half-tempted to, like, pull it out and start playing it. Playing it right now again. Um, I guess what I can say is so far I do like it. So far I am pleased with the adaptation. All right. Whatever the storyline they are creating. So far. Um, I do like the graphics a lot. I wasn't... You know, it's it's kind of weird. It's got kind of a little bit of like a older feel to it. 
like a throwback older... to 90s anime, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's like you know what it kind of reminded me of? Do you And I know that you are all guys, but I know at some point you have watched Disney princess movies. What? No. I did not you, know that was a thing that existed. I was about to say I didn't even know this was a thing. I know that they made I know that they made that live action show about the, the, the kids of the Disney characters in high school. Oh my gosh. I know you guys have seen at least one of you has seen Sleeping Beauty. That's what Oh, she you means. mean Disney princesses in general? Yes, I've seen Disney I know princesses. you guys have seen Disney I've seen movies. Come many, on. I've seen right. many different Disney princesses in general. Of course. Yeah, see, Dream- Dreamy Warriors got it right. See, exactly. List all of them. I know you guys have seen it. No. Well, it's just so, the thing that you said sounded like it was its own independent show rather yeah. than no, talking no, about no. the yeah. princesses. I, I, I was proving, I was saying that I know you guys have all seen, and Sleeping Beauty is considered a princess, a Disney princess. So. Well, Princess Leia is considered a Disney princess at this point. Oh my yep. God. Well, that's, well, okay, I'm talking about, like I get we, we get we get where you're going. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> Some of the graphics remind me of the graphics from that movie, kind of like almost like the still animation. But do you know what I'm talking about? Like it's, it's reminiscent of the '80s style of artwork that they used for that sort of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Exactly. But what I what I also like about it though is they put like modern touches of that like modern touches of animation into it at the same time. So they almost kind of did like a combination and I really kind of like what they did visually with it. Obviously there's a whole lot more to it and I've heard it gets a lot more uh, graphic, but so if it gets more graphic than that, that'll be interesting. Um, But I did want to at least mention the fact that I actually really like the animation. I think they did a really good job with the animation. And that's a good thing considering the fact that I know at some point when I was not here that you guys had a conversation about that Zelda adaptation. No, we actually haven't talked about oh, that so much Oh, you haven't gotten to the terrible... Okay, so I guess this goes along, like I said, in combination with the topic, but yeah... That is probably one of the adaptations I hate the most. It's so bad. It's entertainingly funny to watch. And I just sit there and I laugh at it. And I say to myself, how could you have botched The Legend of Zelda so badly in an adaptation? So I praise so far. Keith, you ready? So well, far. excuse me, princess. <laughs> God, that's one of the worst lines. Do <laughs> you have a problem with short and, girls? And he says it like every other freaking sentence. <laughs> oh my God! Stop I think Marcus. Hate, I think Mark hates us for doing that. I'm just. I'm not I'm mad. I'm just disappointed. I'm so just bad. disappointed. So honestly, I praise the I praise the guys who have made Castlevania. Hey, Mark, so far. I think you need to add a uh, a facepalm animation to your guy for moments I don't know if like Dolso that. Has all the it's not so. the, the funny thing is it's not just it's not just the writing. I mean, Lord knows the writing in that show was terrible. So so far, I'm actually pleased with the writing in Castlevania. So far. Um, 
you know, they're not saying, well, excuse me every, like, two fucking seconds. But it wasn't just that. It was the graphics. I mean, do I need to remind anybody the graphics? Watch it animation. Yay. Oh, my God. It was so, <laughs> so bad. Um, so, like I said, graphics. <laughs> on we made Lola happy, apparently. To be fair. She hangs out with me, so we know she's easily amused. Oh. Oh, that's... Okay. Ow. Hi, Lola. Listen. All right. Listen. Okay. Like, you hang out with me, so you know it to be true. That is true. So I'm not completely sure how I feel about the whole series yet in general, but I am impressed so far with certain things like the graphics, and I like the writing so far. I like the horror feel to it. I like that they're not dumbing it down. I think that we've seen sometimes in adaptations where they will take you know, video games that are clearly violent and will try to dumb it down a little bit to try to adhere to the Double younger... Double dragon anyone? <laughs> try to appeal to the younger generation and, but in the process of dumbing that down and not being realistic it kind of ruins the whole entire show and point of, you know, said game or whatever. Um, so, pleased with the graphics so far, pleased with all that. I like the fact that they didn't dumb it down. I can give a much better opinion once I watch all four episodes and have time to sit with it, but as of right now, I dig it. Can I... And I really don't. I don't really don't mean this as a, you know to to make fun of you or anything. But I do, I can see. I just take a moment? Can I just take a moment to just acknowledge that Emily is so much of a gamer that she is referring to animation as graphics. Yes, <laughs> I wanted to say something, but I, I didn't am, want to um, be rude. I am you. You are you are a pure and wonderful entity in this world, Emily. Never change. I legitimately <laughs> mean that. But Are you making fun of me? <laughs> I am legitimately not making fun of you. It is I the sweetest is thing he wonderful. has ever said. I think that is legitimately <laughs> wonderful. And I never want you to stop doing it. Ever. <laughs> okay. So to, to, right. to address to address the previous the, question. I feel like the core problem with adaptations is a combination of a gross misunderstanding of the subject matter. And or, now let's be clear, these are not mutually exclusive concepts, taking a property which has no significant mythos and attempting to establish mythos for it. And this is an omnipresent issue, whether it be anime or Americanized properties. Though, let's be clear, American entities are, nine times out of ten in the realm of video games, far, far worse. Now, more modern stuff that you get that starts seeing licenses is going to actually have a wealth of mythology to draw off of. Um, Mega Man was a robot who killed other robots because the guy who was in charge of everything, Dr. Wily, turned them evil. There's no real dialogue. There's no real narrative structure to it. You really kind of have to build that into something. Not only that, you have to build that into a 26-episode season of television. Super Mario Brothers was ostensibly about a plumber who was trying to save a princess who lived in a kingdom full of mushroom dudes from a dragon. The only dialogue that you really had was Princess Peach thanking Mario for saving her and thank you Mario but our princess is in another castle. 
Mm. So from a from a material perspective, you've got nothing to go with. Even Zelda, the original Zelda, which is a game I appreciate and enjoy, is Link is trying to save Princess Zelda from Ganon, which is like a pig wizard. You're not going to make a 26-episode television show out of that. You're just not. You need to embellish. So, from a material perspective, this is why, in terms of trying to flesh stuff out, you get these things that were made into Saturday morning cartoons because you have enough mythos to carry a game. You don't have enough to carry 13 hours of television. And and then the possibility of a sequel. Um, so that's that's where your mythos comes from. The gross misunderstanding part, that's almost entirely an American audience problem, though let's be clear, uh, as Dreamy Warrior mentioned in the comments earlier, <laughs> that Fatal Fury movie was also the drizzling fucking shit. <laughs> um, well, we got to see Mai's tits for half a second. Listen, listen. <laughs> Mai Suranoi is like the 15th most important character in the Fatal Fury franchise. I like Mai both as a playable character and as, you know, as fan service, but... I, 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 want, I, I like my, but it has nothing to do with her big tits. Right, exactly. There's, like, <laughs> listen, if if, if you well, want to make an arrow gang... Cool. I, she's one of my... No, we believe my, you. I actually like her as a character, a too, good, but... Some versions of her are a good character. Some, I mean, I won't lie. There's definitely times I've been playing people, like, in KOF and older games, and I might have popped off a little bit and said, you know, I'm going to smack you with my big tit, but I mean... <laughs> It was all good. Thanks for sharing that. (laughs) That was a thing I heard with my ears. I will acknowledge that as a thing that I heard with my ears. Yep. It was a thing that you heard with your ears. You guys (laughs) haven't played me yet in KOF, so you just don't know. If I get really, really heated in the middle of something and I'm, like, in the mood to pop off, I might say some vulgar things, but it's all good fun. But... Yeah, I know. Sorry. That no, it's fine. It's just, like, if you if you wanted to make an Edogay based around Fatal Fury, like, listen, I'm not going to stop you from doing that. I I am not ashamed to admit that I like Edogay as much as the next guy, unless the next guy happens to like it more than me, in which case, tell him to fucking bathe. But <laughs> Fatal Fury is a fighting game anime. And, like, this is the thing. The Japanese generally tend to have a better understanding of the material as it relates to the Japanese video games because you know it came from their country and they have a better understanding of what went into it. So that's why you get Street Fighter 2 the animated movie which was a little light on the plot overall but was a respectful take on what Street Fighter needed to be or um the Darkstalkers 4 episode OVA which gave Darkstalkers as a franchise way more attention than Capcom ever has and was an astonishingly good piece of cinema, all <laughs> things considered, about, you know, a franchise that's basically featuring monsters fighting each other. Wait, wasn't it's, the cart- the U.S. version just as respectful? <laughs> I think I broke Mark. But on the other hand... <laughs> He's just going to ignore me. Listen, I have standards. <laughs> oh. Here we go but, again. So Look, The fact that they managed to mess up so many fighting game adaptations is beyond me. And there's already storylines there. But what's really funny I is they're they're planning on making more in the future. I think they're redoing Mortal Kombat. 
um, well, we're, we we talked about like the three different live action versions of it, and I didn't. No, hate they're, ma- they're making too. another. They're making another one. It's coming out in the future. I would not be surprised. And like you know, again, Street Fighter Two V. I didn't necessarily hate. I thought it was an interesting reinterpretation. And if you're going to put a story to the events of the original Street Fighter slash Street Fighter Two, it was as good an attempt as any. Um, you know, the the the, the Guilty Gear games basically count as their own anime at this point. So, like, they're doing fine with that, etc. The, the Mega Man anime was generally fine. The Sonic anime, even like the modern one, which is mostly comedic, is is honestly pretty amusing. I don't I don't hate it. Here's the thing: American adaptations not only attempted to fill in storyline, but they were created by people who didn't understand the material, had no respect for the material, and just said, "Kids are going to watch whatever this shit is because it's based on their favorite video games." So. Correct. You're getting into a situation where you've got Billy and Jimmy Lee, two guys who live in a post-apocalyptic world where their girlfriend has been kidnapped by a gang of thugs and they need to go save her, and somehow it gets turned into a thing where there's a dude with a literal fucking rocket arm. Somehow. Um, You've got a plumber who saves a princess in a mushroom kingdom from a dinosaur gets turned into Lou Albano living in somebody's basement. You get, you take a blue hedgehog fights to save his woodland creature friends from uh, a robot maker who is turning woodland creatures into violent robots, and you get Urkel talking about fucking chili dogs. Hmm. Oddly enough, though, I I have to say the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoons are probably the only decent adaptations from. uh, No, they're the only entertaining. No, 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 no. I wouldn't call them Sonic AM one. Go ahead, go ahead, Emily. It's not Sonic related, but it it is a TV show adaptation that I feel is really important that's brought up because it's one of the longest standing TV shows still on today, and it is an adaptation. So I I want to bring it up. Don't but say I'll Pokemon. Don't say Pokemon. I, I am gonna say Pokemon. No, Pokemon. Pokemon. Pokemon is it fine. Is, it is a game adaptation. It was because after the game came out and they found it was really popular, the first one in Japan, they created the TV show. Yeah, and you know what? Pokemon so is an anime is fine. A, it is based on a video game, and it still is on today. So my question is, I am posing a question. What do you think they did right? That these other companies aren't doing. They don't. They respect the material. Like, take any of the cartoons from the '80s and '90s, and pick one. Any of them doesn't fucking matter. Um, Super Mario Brothers had no respect for its source material. It didn't understand its source material. It didn't want to understand its source material. It just said, oh, a plumber who fights a dinosaur. Well, fuck it. Let's make it like every Hanna-Barbera cartoon from the 1980s, and that will be fine. (laughs) Take Street Fighter, which was based on the goddamn movie. I'm not even going to say any more about that. (laughs) Fuck it. (laughs) Take Darkstalkers, where... Felicia is made into the main character and drafts, like, a ten-year-old nerd kid into a magical war against Dmitry Maximov and Morgan Ainslet, who somehow both work for Pyron now, despite the fact that that is literally the exact opposite of the entirety of the narrative of this fucking franchise. They don't care. They never cared. They didn't respect it. And if you want a prime example of people making stuff that they had zero respect for, 
Look no further than Captain N, the fucking Game Master. Uh, but a brain <laughs> will get you. you take this jock dipshit and you drag him into the world where he wants to basically bone this magical princess who exists solely as the concept of Nintendo. <laughs> the concept of Nintendo as an entity is represented as a fuckable redhead. All right, fine. So then we take the characters that he is paired up with. Kid Icarus, who has the second most annoying voice in that goddamn show. Which, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mega Man, who sounds like he smoked one too many cigarettes. Mega, Mega Man, who has the most annoying voice in that goddamn show and constantly says Mega. Mega high! And is fucking green! How do you fuck up the basic color scheme of goddamn Mega Man and Simon Belmont, which, listen, uh, listen, fuck everything about that goddamn Simon Belmont. Just fuck <laughs> everything about it. And you put them up against Mother Brain, Eggplant Wizard, and King Hippo. King Hippo is a fucking villain in this. Hey, don't forget Donkey Kong and the Dragon Ma and the Dragon Master are in there too from Dragon Warrior. That show was so bad that it not only grossly misunderstood the idea of what Simon Belmont was supposed to be. <laughs> when it made an episode around the idea of Castlevania 3, it turned Alucard into a fucking skater dude and then had him do a heel turn. <laughs> <laughs> That's why none of that I'm, shit. I'm kind of, I'm like laughing at both you and the chat right now. The chat's pretty lively, so yeah, feel free to ask us uh, stuff too. <laughs> well, it was partly me. I got them on the whole Pokemon kick. <laughs> oh. Okay. It's just like they, they had no respect for the material that they were dealing with. Lola's texting me and asking if we can get a Mario Kart cartoon that's basically like Wacky Races. And you know what? I would watch that. That's fair. <laughs> I totally I was would. About to say, unfortunately, as I long as they get that. the same announcer to do the cartoon as from Wacky Racers, then I will definitely watch it. Yeah, but it's, it's they didn't respect the material that they were making. They just wanted to make a dollar. Mm -hmm. And, like, I mean, there's, there's a Twitch... I'm sorry, not Twitch. Uh, Twitter account that I've been following for the past couple of weeks now that has just been consistently making fun of all of these generally specifically video game related shows that came from the 80s and the 90s called SF Cartoon Screens, literally at SF, SF Toon Screens. They're presently talking about the Mortal Kombat cartoon, which is just fucking amazing, but I got on board when they were talking about the Darkstalkers cartoon. And it's just, it's just amazing being reminded of just how fucking bad all of these were. Oh my god. Like, nobody cared. They just wanted to make money off of it. They just wanted to make a buck. And say what you will about Japan, they give a shit. Because, like, this is their thing. So that's why Pokemon is awesome. That's why, dare I say it, for a while, Yu-Gi-Oh! was awesome. Because they give a shit and they wanted to make something good because it was something that came from them and was part of their culture. <laughs> All right, so let's let's go and ask another question real quick. Uh, moving on, because yeah, obviously, you pretty much hit it all on the head. How about from each of you? Let's name a TV or cartoon series adaptation that you think hit hit it out of the ballpark and actually got it right, even if it wasn't, let's say, the best thing ever. We'll start with you, Emily. I already told you I thought Pokemon did a good well, Besides job with Pokemon. That. Well, that's not fair. Alright, um <laughs> I was actually surprised we managed to go fifty five minutes without mentioning Pokemon in this entire conversation. Well, you see 
Pokemon is the thing that exists in the world and is popular. But see, you should you should have <laughs> known that at some point I was going to bring it up, considering I've played and own every single game. I mean, you just should have known I would have brought it up at some point. I used to watch the show when I was a kid. I was very, very much one of those people <laughs> when I was younger. I still am. I just try to tone it down a little bit. Um, hey, you Pikachu! I choose you! Go! Like I said, I still am. I just try to tone it down a little bit compared to, you know, how I uh, used to be. Um, let's see. I love the dramatic lighting effects that are going on in your house, by the way. Me? Yeah. Oh, you want to know why that's happening? It's from your TV. I'm, I have Netflix up, but when you don't, like, use Netflix for a period of time, it shifts through different, like, ads and, like, things. Like, right now, it's saying Netflix original, House of Cards, and showing them, and, like, the still shot, and they're moving. And then in a couple seconds, it'll switch again. See? <laughs> the lighting just got dark and lit up again, and now it's yeah. showing Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. So, yeah, I All try right. to... Try to keep you guys entertained. I don't know. I actually just really happened to think Pokemon was a great adaptation. All right. So. How about you, Keith? I don't know. I'm going to throw this out of left field on this one, and I just enjoyed it for what it was. Um, the Devil May Cry anime. I thought that was pretty Oh, I good. forgot about that one. I actually forgot about it, too. But I never saw uh, it. Well, See, the I, thing I is did. I don't know how I forgot about that. The thing is with the Devil May Cry anime is that it had so much to go for it, and I thought that the um, the story was pretty decent for it. It was kind of like Dante in his earlier years, so to say, for it, and um, I just liked his interactions and his mannerisms and everything along those lines. So that was probably one of my more favorite video game adaptations. Okay, how about you, Mark? Um, I said Darkstalkers originally. Because I, I feel like it legitimately hit the nail on the head. I feel like it's an absolutely perfect adaptation of its source material and gets across the exact narrative that it needs to get to get across in a way that is respectful and actually does a really good job of putting together what needs to be done for a fighting game's narrative to actually make sense. Um, I'm also going to say that for the most part, I would also probably <laughs> say the original Street Fighter. <coughs> the wait, the uh... Street Fighter Two, the animated movie. Excuse me. Okay. The animated movie was pretty good. Now, okay, let's make this a little bit harder on you guys because you all picked the you picked animes. How about we talk about? You fit your favorite Western adaptation. <coughs> we'll start with you, Mark. <laughs> uh, I'm like dying over here. That's okay. Die, we have we have video evidence. Please don't die, Emily. <coughs> I'm trying not to. Yeah, I I I I'd hate to have your boyfriend come and clean up that mess. <laughs> yeah, all on live stream and everything. That'd be yeah. unpleasant. Don't don't horrify <laughs> the children, please. <laughs> Think of the children, will you? All these children watching, yes. If we're talking about like pure adaptations, I would say the original Dragon's Lair cartoon. Because <laughs> none of them have been particularly good that I can think of <laughs> off the top of my head. But at the very least, 
uh, that one was consistent. Sonic Underground, I also thought, was pretty good for what it was trying to be. I, I feel like it took the concept of what Sonic the Hedgehog was supposed to be and kind of... Maybe, maybe it wasn't Sonic Underground? Um... I'm trying to remember. Um, there was one of them that was like really good. I think it might have been Sonic Underground. Sonic Underground like, is the one where Sonic has siblings and they battle Robotnik with the power of music. There was one. I don't remember which one it was. Um, that was like really like dystopian. That was really interesting and I thought was pretty good. Um, no, I think it, it might have just been Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The, it was uh, like kind of this dystopia. Yeah, it was Sonic the Hedgehog. It was a dystopian <laughs> future where it's kind of based in the same continuity as the Archie comics. Yeah, that one. Was, that's the Saturday. What was actually good. Saturday was actually good. cartoon. Yeah, that one. That one I feel actually took the idea of what Sonic the Hedgehog was about and converted it into a thing that could be legitimately presented as an interesting take <laughs> on that. So yeah, like that's I, I would also I would also go with that one if you can if you can look that one up and watch it it's, it's definitely worth it. Yeah. Now if I were to pick anything, I mean I would say the Saturday A.M. Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon, but because I don't give a shits and it was entertaining to me as a kid, I'm gonna have to say the uh, Super Mario Brothers Super Show because it was stupid fun. And yeah, that's just I me. I enjoyed the some of the Mega Man. <clears throat> Some of the Mega Man episodes, I watched them. I honestly had a hard time watching that when I was younger because pretty much to me it was rinse, repeat, same thing. Mega Man fights robots from Wily's harebrained scheme. Insert (laughs) nine hundred one-liners throughout the entire episode, and then rinse, repeat for another episode. All right, so we're we're practically coming to an end. Uh, Anybody have any final thoughts on the uh, gaming adaptations? Shall we start with you, Emily? Um, sure. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that... Maybe some word of advice for future animators out there who want to make an adaptation? Well, see, that's... that's Alright, so... I think part... Because I'm trying to think of how to word this. There was a period of time that I think all of us remember, because we were kids at this time, where they tried desperately to adapt video games into TV shows and and a lot of what we got was you know what you see in you know the legend of zelda um those adaptate well no cuz i'm making a point that a lot of them sucked a lot of them weren't good adaptations and that is one reason why as much as i know a lot of you hated it i brought up pokemon because that is one that was created around that time when it was popular to make video games and adapt adapt video games into TV shows, and that is probably that is I'm pretty sure the only one made around that time that still is on TV today that is still very popular, and I think that part of the reason they are successful is I agree they they kept to the lore they didn't really like sure they i mean you got pokemon merchandise everywhere i mean sometimes i just walk into a store and there's there's like a pokemon there's like a pikachu i walked in a comic book shop the other day there was a stuffed animal pikachu there's like no pokemon comics in there but there was a stuffed animal pikachu i mean obviously (laughs) yeah i mean obviously pokemon has invaded the world um 
in more ways than one without actually physically being here. I mean, look at Pokemon Go. So... And there it is. <laughs> leave me alone. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's not let's not talk about Pokemon I Go. I still right play now. Pokemon Go. I no, have but no. after after this past no after this past weekend, let's not talk about Pokemon Go right now. Did something happen this last week? They ran a they ran a Pokemon Go fest and it literally didn't work the whole day. <laughs> there was a mm. oh. in Chicago, yes. Oh, I didn't I didn't know. I wasn't a. Yeah, it was a huge fucking disaster. Yeah, well, they should have thought about what their servers would have done in that moment. Um, but I didn't know about that. I'll have to look that up. But my point is, I would suggest that people focus more on what it is that made these video games popular in the first place. Really take a good look at their storylines and make sure that your recreating what what it is I, I don't know if that makes sense like I'm not sure if I'm like explaining myself properly here because you don't have to follow the exact storyline to make it feel like it's the game if that makes sense at all I mean look at Castlevania I'm pretty sure that's not following a direct storyline from the games but um, it's taking elements obviously from the game from the games and creating a TV show about it and so far it's working so I just think there needs to be more focus on what made these video games and their storylines and their characters popular in the first place and making sure when you're turning that into a TV show or a movie or any of that that not only are you doing it in the right way but secondly please 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 have somebody, have somebody who knows how to write, write it. Because, <laughs> no, I, I'm being legit serious. I've no, seen a lot of adaptations. That, I've seen you. a lot of adaptations failed just because <clears throat> the writing is so horrible. Well, excuse me, princess. That's a good, really good example. Hey, that was comedy gold. <laughs> it was horrible. It was horrible, horrible, horrible writing. Last time I checked... And very Link sexist, not, for that matter. But, yeah, like, last time I checked, Link does not talk that way. Doesn't talk Zelda at all. Ever. I know, but if he did, he would not talk that way to Zelda. I never got that impression. I wait for the day Zelda. that a Zelda game comes out where Link talks, eye, and those like, are the first two yeah, words out of his mouth. First three words. <laughs> I did not forget his eye-rolling. He eye-rolls all the time. Yeah, eye-rolls and Excuse Me Princess. Those two things. Not to mention he's a giant sexual ha harassment case. I thought it was a big Give me a kiss, deck. princess. <laughs> <laughs> you look good from this angle, princess. <laughs> Alright, so let's move good on. Good example of a TV show adaptation, Pokemon. Bad example, Zelda. My princess is a Hey, I think it's perfectly acceptable for a princess to be British. It is, but Zelda's not British. That I know no. of. <laughs> I mean, I've never... That's that's true. Well, when was the last time you talked to a Hylian? Yeah. <laughs> uh, never. Okay, so then. <laughs> so, let's I go on. I <laughs> one in a video game. Once. <laughs> okay, so Keith, how about you? Closing words. 
closing words is pretty much is you need to find somebody that loves the mythology, somebody who honestly truly loves the series, not some backwards ass person trying to make money or they kind of yes. got pawned. I was just saying, yeah, I was agree. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just reiterating what you were saying as well, but pretty much is that they need somebody to that has very very great passion for it. It can't be something that was pushed off to you for this in particular for it. Um, one thing that I really really would like to kind of make reference to on it and God strike me down for saying it is kind of like what Game of Thrones does is that a song of Song of Ice and Fire is the God own series me. for it. However is that these people that made a Game of Thrones took these key events and they have such great love for the story and the background for everything that this is how they were able to develop it into this huge phenomenon. If they can find somebody like that for even like you were saying Emily for the Legend of Zelda that just has this great love and compassion and just wants to proclaim Zelda or whatever it is that they want to pro show on screen is that's all I ask for. That's all. Exactly. At least just make the effort to know what it is that made it popular in the first place. Not just create a show for the sake of the fact that the video game is popular. It's like if you're going... Like, they're making God of War into an actual movie. And given the fact that I am a huge fan of God of War, I'm scared. Because I don't know what's going to happen. So whenever Lots I hear that, <laughs> all right. Well, how about you, uh, Mark? Your final parting words. I had words. more to say, but <laughs> um, in general, I would say the only piece of advice that I can give that has not been given is to all Western animators, uh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. Okay. Well, my parting words is a little bit oh nicer than Mark's. So I just want to say, please don't make another Donkey Kong Country, or I will find you. I will kill you <laughs> where you sleep. <laughs> I will hunt you nice. to the ends of the earth. <laughs> that is all I'm going to say. So from all of us here at GVN Live, uh, I want to thank Jamillion, Gamer Keith, and Mark B. Writing for joining me once again tonight. I want to thank everybody in the audience for being very lively. Thank you for joining us tonight. Our next uh, show is going to be August seventh. <clears throat> Excuse me, clearing my throat. There we go. So August seventh. So I I thought they were making God of War movie, but I think I'm wrong. Okay. Um, next. Or at up, least they were, but maybe it was canceled. All right. Next up on the GVN schedule is this Wednesday. We are going to conclude the original versus remake month with uh, Mr. Mark B. Writing here joining me as we play both. The original Tomb Raider and Tomb Raider Anniversary Edition. So, uh, are you looking forward to that, Mark? Um, I mean, I'm kind of sore right now. Maybe ask me in a couple of days. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what we're going to be doing uh, Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on this channel, followed by another three vets and a noob on Thursday at 9 p.m. right here, Fantasy Star Online Blue Burst Adventures. Two-hour show of uh, comedy, camaraderie, and just fun. So uh, I want to thank everybody for uh, showing up, and you all have a wonderful night. Peace. Take it easy, everybody. Yay, thanks, bye. <laughs>